irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The Black Death was one of the most devastating pandemics in all of human history. resulting in the deaths of an estimated 75 to 200 million people and peaking in Europe in the years 1346 to 1353, a period of seven years. Although there were several competing theories as to the etiology of the Black Death, analysis of DNA from victims in Northern and Southern Europe published in 2010 and 2011 indicates that the pathogen responsible was the Yersinia pestidus bacterium, probably causing several forms of the plague. The Black Death is thought to have originated in the arid plains of Central Asia, where it then traveled along the Silk Road reaching the Crimea by the year 1343. From there, it was most likely carried by oriental rat fleas, living on the black back rats that were regular passengers on merchant ships. Spreading throughout the Mediterranean and Europe, the Black Death is estimated to have killed 30 to 60 percent of Europe's total population. In total, the plague reduced the world population from an estimated 450 million people down to 350 to 375 million people in the 14th century. The aftermath of the plague created a series of religious, social, and economic upheavals 
which had profound effects on the course of European history. It took 150 years for Europe's population to recover from the plague. The plague recurred occasionally in Europe until the 19th century. It is also known as the Black Death, caused by Eurasenia pesticis, is enzoitic or commonly present in populations of ground rodents in Central Asia. An older theory places the first cases in the steppes of Central Asia, although some speculate that it originated around northern India, and others argue that the historical evidence concerning epidemics in the Mediterranean, and specifically the plague, point to a probability that the Black Death originated in Africa and spread to Central Asia, where it then became entrenched among the rodent population. Nevertheless, from Central Asia, it was carried east and west along the Silk Road by Mongol armies and traders, making use of opportunities of free passage within the Mongol Empire offered by the Pax Mongolica. It was reportedly first introduced to Europe at the trading city of Kafif in the Crimea in 1347 after a protracted siege during which the Mongol army under Jani Beg was suffering the disease they catapulted infected corpses over the city walls to infect the inhabitants the Genoese traders fled bringing the plague by ship to Sicily and south of Europe once it spread whether or not this hypothesis is accurate, it is clear that several pre-existing conditions such as war, famine, and weather contributed to the severity of the Black Death. In China, the 13th century Mongol conquest disrupted farming and trading and led to widespread famine. The population dropped from approximately 120 to 60 million people. The 14th century plague is estimated to have killed one-third of the population of China. In Europe, the medieval warm period ended sometimes towards the end of the 13th century, bringing harsher winters and reduced harvests. In the year 1315 to 1317, a catastrophic famine known as the Great Famine, struck much of Northwest Europe. The famine came about as a result of large populations. Growth in the previous century, with the result that in the early 14th century, the population began to exceed the number that could be sustained by productive capacity of the land and the farmers. In Northern Europe, new technological innovations 
such as the heavy plow and the three-field system, were not as effective as clearing new fields for harvest as they were in the Mediterranean because the north had poor clay-like soil. Food shortages and skyrocketing prices were a fact of life for as much as a century before the plague. Wheat, oats, hay, and consequently livestock were all in short supply, and their scarcity resulted in hunger and malnutrition. The result was a mounting human vulnerability to disease due to weakened immune systems. The European economy entered a vicious cycle in which hunger and chronic low-level debilitating disease reduced the productivity of laborers. And so the grain output was reduced, causing grain prices to increase. The situation was worsened when landowners and monarchs like Edward III of England and Philip VI of France, out of fear that their comparatively high standard of living would decline, raised fines and rents of their tenants. Standards of living then fell drastically. Diets grew more limited, and Europeans as a whole experienced more health problems. In the autumn of 1314, heavy rains began to fall, which led to several years of cold and wet winters. The already weak harvest of the north suffered, and the seven-year famine ensued. The Great Famine was the worst in European history, reducing the population by at least 10%. Records recreated from dendrological studies show that a hiatus in building construction during the period, as well as a deterioration in climate. This was the economic and social situation in which the predictor of the coming disaster, a typhoid-infected water epidemic, emerged. Many thousands died in populated urban centers, most significantly Ypres. In 1318, a pestilence of unknown origin, sometimes identified as anthrax, targeted the animals of Europe, notably sheep and cattle, further reducing the food supply and income of the peasantry. The scenario that would place the first outbreak in Central Asia agrees with the first reports of outbreaks in China in the early 1330s. The plague struck the Chinese province of Hebu in 1334 on the heels of European epidemic a more widespread disaster occurred in China during 1353 through 1354. Chinese accounts of this wave of the disease record a spread in eight distinct areas throughout the Mongol and Chinese empires. It is probable that the Mongols and merchant caravans inadvertently brought the plague from Central Asia to the Middle East and Europe. The plague was reported in the trading cities of Constantinople in 1347. In October 1347, 
a fleet of Genoese trading ships fleeing Caffa reached the port of Messina in Sicily. By the time the fleet reached Messina, all the crew members were either infected or dead. It is presumed that the ships also carried infected rats and or fleas. Some ships were found grounded on shorelines with no one aboard remaining alive. Looting of these lost ships also helped spread the disease. From there, the plague spread to Genoa and Venice by the turn of 1347 to 1348. From Italy, the disease spread northwest across Europe, striking France, the crown of Argonne, the crown of Castile, Portugal, and England by June of 1348. Then turned and spread east through Germany and Scandinavia from 1348 to 1350. It was introduced in Norway in 1349 when a ship landed at Eskjoy, then proceeded to spend to spread to Borgerden. Finally, it spread to northwestern Russia in 1351. However, the plague largely spared some parts of Europe, including the Kingdom of Poland, isolated parts of Belgium and the Netherlands, Milan, and the modern-day France-Spain border. The plague struck various countries in the Middle East during the pandemic, leading to serious depopulation and permanent change in both economic and social structures. As it spread to Western Europe, the disease also entered the region from southern Russia. By autumn 1347, the plague reached Alexandria in Egypt, probably through the port's trade with Constantinople and ports on the Black Sea. During 1348, the disease traveled eastward to Gaza and north along the eastern coast to cities in Lebanon, Syria, Palestine. In 1348-49, the disease reached Antioch. The city's residents fled to the north, most of them dying during the journey. But the infection had been spread to the people of Asia Minor. Mecca became infected in 1349. During the same year, records show the city of Mosul suffered a massive epidemic and the city of Baghdad experienced a second round of the disease. In 1351, Yemen experienced an outbreak of the plague. This coincided with the return of King Mujad of Yemen from imprisonment in Cairo. His party may have brought the disease with them from Egypt. In England, the absence of census figures, historians propose a range of pre-incident population figures from as high as 7 million to as low as 4 million in 1300 and a post-incident population figure as low as 2 million. By the end of the year 1350, the Black Death has thankfully had subsided. 
but it never really died out in England. Over the next few hundred years, there were further outbreaks of the plague. In 1361 to 62, 1369, 1379 to 83, and 1389 to 93, and throughout the first half of the 15th century. The plague, when it would return, often killed 10% of a community in less than a year. In the worst epidemics, such as Norwich in 1579 and Newcastle in 1636, as many as 30 or 40% of the population died. The most general outbreaks in Tudor and Stuart, England, all coinciding with years of plague in Germany and the Low Countries, seem to have begun in the year 1498, 1535, 1543, 1563, 1589, 1603, and 1625, and 1636. The plague was not a one-time event. It repeatedly returned to haunt Europe and the Mediterranean's throughout the 14th and 18th centuries and still, believe it or not, occurs in isolated cases today. The plague of 1575 through 77 claimed some 50,000 victims in Venice. The 1634 outbreak killed 15,000 Munich residents. The Italian plague of 1629 through 31, which is associated with troop movements during the Thirty Year War and the Great Plague of Vienna in 1979. An astounding 200,000 people in Moscow died from the disease in 1654 to 1656. Oslo was ravaged in 1654. In 1656, the plague killed about half of Naples, 300,000 inhabitants, or 150,000 people. Amsterdam was ravaged in 1663, with a mortality given of 50,000 victims. The Great Plague in London in 1665 through 1666 is generally recognized as one of the last major outbreaks of the plague. A plague epidemic that followed the Great Northern War from 1700 to 1721, which pitted Sweden versus Russia and her allies, wiped out almost a third of the population in the region. An estimated one-third of East Prussia's population died in the plague of 1709 through 1711. The plague of 1710 killed two-thirds of the inhabitants of Helsinki. An outbreak of plague between 1710 and 1711 claimed a third of Stockholm's population. During the Great Plague of 1738, the epidemic struck again, this time in Eastern Europe, spreading from the Ukraine to the Adriatic Sea, 
then onwards by ship to infect some Tunisia. The destruction in several cities in what is now Romania was formidable, claiming tens of thousands of lives. Medieval people called the catastrophe of the 14th century the Great Pestilence or the Great Plague. Writers contemporary to the plague referred to the event as the Great Mortality. Swedish and Danish chronicles of the 17th century described the events as black for the first time, not to describe the late-stage signs of the disease in which the sufferer's skin would blacken due to subepidermal hemorrhages and the extremities would darken with the form of gangrene, acral necrosis, but more likely to refer to the black in the sense of glum or dreadful, and to denote the terror and gloom of the events. Medical knowledge has stagnated during the Middle Ages. The most authoritative accounts at that time came from the medical facility in Paris in a report to the King of France that blamed the heavens in the form of a conjunction of three planets in 1345 that caused a great pestilence in the air. This report became the first and most widely circulated of the series of plague tracts that sought to give advice to sufferers. That the plague was caused by bad air becomes the most widely accepted theory. The word plague had no special significance at the time, and only the reoccurrence of outbreaks during Middle Ages gave it the name that has become the medical term. The importance of hygiene was recognized only in the 19th century. Until then, it was common that the streets were filthy, with live animals of all sorts around and human parasites abounding. A transmittable disease will spread easily in such conditions. One development as a result of the Black Death was the establishment of idea of quarantine in Dobrovnik in 1377 after continuing outbreaks. The dominant explanation for the Black Death is the plague theory, which attributes the outbreak to Eurycinia parasitis, also responsible for an epidemic that began in southern China in 1865, eventually spreading to India. The investigation of the pathogen that caused the 19th century plague has be was begun by teams of scientists who visited Hong Kong in 1894. Among them was the French bacteriologist André Yersin, whom the pathogen name Yersinia pesticis is named. It was found to involve the bites of fleas whose midguts had become obstructed by replicating pesticis several days after feeding on infected hosts. This blockage results in starvation and aggressive feeding behaviors by the flea, which repeatedly attempts to clear their blockage by regurgitating, resulting in thousands of plague bacteria being flushed into the feeding site, infecting the host. 
The bubonic plague mechanism was also dependent on two populations of rodents. One resistant to the disease, which acts as hosts, keeping the disease endemic, and a second that lack resistance. When the second population dies, the fleas move on to other hosts, including humans, thus creating a human epidemic. Other forms of the plague have been implicated by modern scientists. The modern bubonic plague has a mortality rate of 30 to 75 percent, and symptoms including a fever of 100 to 106 degrees Fahrenheit, or 38 to 41 degrees Celsius, headaches, painful aching joints, nausea and vomiting, and a general feeling of malaise. Left untreated of those that contract the bubonic plague, 80% die within eight days. Pneumonic plague has a mortality rate of 90 to 95%. Symptoms include fever, cough, blood tinge sputum. As the disease progresses, sputum becomes free-flowing and bright red. Septicemia plague is the least common of the three forms, with a mortality rate near 100%. Symptoms are high fevers and purple skin patches. In case of pneumonic and particularly septicemic plague, the progress of the disease is so rapid that there would often be no time for the development of enlarged lymph nodes that were noted as buboes. Many modern scholars accept the lethality of the Black Plague stem from the combination of bubonic and pneumonic plague with other diseases and warn that every historical mention of pests was not necessarily bubonic plague. It is also noted that worms, the pox, fevers, and dysentery clearly accompanied bubonic plague and were also killers. In October 2010, scientists published a paper by a multinational team who undertook a new investigation of the role of Eurasina pestis in the Black Death following the disputed identification by Drancourt and Ronal in 1998. Their surveys tested for DNA and protein signatures specific for Eurasina pestis in human skeletons from widely distributed mass graves in northern, central, and southern Europe that were associated with archaeologically with the Black Death and subsequent resurgences. The study also found that there were two previously unknown related clades. The authors concluded that this new research, together with prior analysis from the south of France and Germany, ends the debate about ideology of the Black Death and unambiguously demonstrates that 
Iestes Peristis was the causative agent of the epidemic plague that devastated Europe during the Middle Ages. That same study also found that there were two previously unknown but related clades or genetic branches of the Y. pestis genome associated with medieval mass graves. These clades, which are now thought to be extinct, were found to be ancestral to modern isolation of the modern Y. pestis strains. Y.P. orientalis and Y.P. medievalis suggested the plague may have entered Europe in two ways. Surveys of the plague pit remain in France and in England indicate that the first variant entered Europe through the port of Marcel around November 1347 and spread through France over the next two years, eventually reaching England in the spread of 1349, where it spread through the country in three epidemics. Surveys of the plague pit remains from the Dutch towns of Bergen, Opzoom showed that Y. pestis, genotype responsible for the pandemic that spread through the Low Countries from 1350, differed from that found in Britain and France, implying that Bergen Upzoom and possibly other parts of the southern Netherlands was not directly infected from England or France in 1349 and suggesting a second wave of plague different from those in Britain and France may have been carried to the low countries from Norway the Hanseatic cities or another site the results of the Hanix the studies have been confirmed and amended. Based on genetic evidence derived from the Black Death victims in the East Smithfield burial site in England, it is concluded that the Black Death in medieval Europe was caused by a variant of Y. pestis that no longer exists today. A study published in Nature in October 20, 2011 sequenced the genome of Y. pestis from the plague victims and indicated that the strain that caused the Black Death is ancestral to most modern strains of the disease. DNA taken from 25 skeletons in London that died in the 14th century have shown that the plague is a strain of Y. pestis that is almost identical to that which hit the island of Madagascar in the year 2013. That is absolutely frightening. Consequences of the Black Death include a series of religious, social, and economic upheavals which had profound effects on the course of European history. The Black Death was one of the most devastating pandemics in human history, peaking in Europe between the years 1347 and 1350, with 30 to 60% of the entire population killed. It reduced world population from an estimated 450 million to 350 to 375 million in the 14th century 
It took 150 and in some areas more than 250 years for the European population to recover. From the perspective of the survivors, however, the impact was much more benign, for their labor was in higher demand. It is argued that the English peasants who survived found their situation to be much improved. For English peasants, the 15th century was a golden age of prosperity and new opportunities. Land was plentiful, wages high, and serfdom had all but disappeared. A century later, as population growth resumes, the peasants once again faced deprivation and famine. Figures for the death toll vary widely by area and from source to source. But new research and discoveries come to light. It is estimated that it killed an estimated 75 to 200 million people in the 14th century. In China, estimates of the demographic impact of the plague in Asia are based both in population figures during this time and the estimates of the disease's toll on population centers. The initial outbreak of the plague in Chinese province of Hubei in 1334 claimed up to 90% of the population. China had several epidemics and famines from 1200 to 1350, and its populations decreased from an estimated 125 million to 65 million in the late 14th century. In Europe, it is estimated that between one quarter and two thirds of the European population died from the outbreak between 1348 and 1350. Many rural villages were depopulated, mostly the smaller communities as the few survivors fled to larger towns and cities, leaving behind abandoned villages. The Black Death hit the culture of towns and cities disproportionately hard, although rural rural areas, where most of the population lived, were also significantly affected. A few rural areas, such as eastern Poland and Lithuania, had such low population and were so isolated that the plague made very little progress. Parts of Hungary and in modern Belgium, the Brabant region, Hannibal and Limburg, as well as Santiago de Compostela, were unaffected for unknown reasons. Some historians had assumed that the presence of resistant blood groups in the local population helped them resist the disease, although these regions would be touched by the second plague outbreak in 1360 to 1363 and later during the numerous numerous resurgence of the plague. Other areas which escaped the Black Plague were isolated mountainous regions like the Pyrenees. Larger cities were the worst off as population densities and close living quarters made disease transmission easier. Cities were also strikingly filthy, infested with lice, fleas, and rats, and subject to disease related to malnutrition and poor hygiene. According to some scientists, 
woolly, inadequate sanitation made medieval European so disease-ridden no city of any size could maintain its population without a constant influx of immigrants from the countryside. The influx of new citizens facilitated the movements of the plague between communities and contributed to the longevity of the plague within larger communities. All social classes were affected, although the lower classes, living together in unhealthy places, were the most vulnerable. Alfonso VI of Castile was the only European monarch to die of the plague, but Peter IV of Argonne lost his wife, his daughter, and niece in a six-month period. Joan of England, daughter of Edward III, died in Bordeaux on their way to Castile to marry Alfonso's son Pedro. The Byzantine emperor lost his son, while in the kingdom of France, Joan of Narve, daughter of Louis X and of Margaret Burgundy, was killed by the plague, as well as Bonnie of Luxembourg, the wife of the future John II of France. The great population loss brought favorable results to the survivors and peasants in England and Western Europe. Feudalism never recovered. Land was plentiful, wages were high, and serfdom had disappeared. It was now possible to move about and rise higher in life. Younger sons and women especially benefited. In Eastern Europe, by contrast, renewed stringency of laws tied to the remaining peasant populations more tightly to the land than ever before through serfdom. Sparsely populated Eastern Europe was less affected by the Black Death, and so peasant revolts were less common in the 14th and 15th century, not occurring in the East until the 16th through 19th century. Since the plague left vast areas of farmland unattended, they were made available for pasture and put more meat on the market. The consumption of meat and dairy products went up, as did the export of beef and butter from the Low Countries, Scandinavia, and Northern Germany. However, the upper class often attempted to stop these changes, initially in Western Europe, and more forcefully and successfully in Eastern Europe, by instituting sumptuary laws. These regulated what people, particularly the pleasant peasant class, could wear, so that nobles could ensure that peasants did not begin to dress and act as a higher class member with their increased wealth. Another tactic was to fix prices and wages so that peasants could not demand more with increasing value. This was met with varying success, depending on the amount of rebellion it inspired. Such as the law was the one cause of the 1381 peasant revolt in England.
the rapid development of the use was probably one of the consequences of the Black Death. During many landowning nobility died, leaving their realty to their widow and minor orphans. In the wake of the drastic population decline brought on by the plague, wages shot up and laborers could move to new localities in response to wage offers. Local and royal authorities in Western Europe initiated wage controls. These governmental controls sought to freeze wages as the old levels before the Black Death. Within England, for example, the Ordinance of Laborers, enacted in 1349, and the Statute of Laborers, enacted in 1351, restricted both wage increases and relocation of workers. If the workers attempted to leave their current posts, the employers were given the right to have them imprisoned. The statute was poorly enforced in most areas, and farm wages in England, on average, doubled between 1350 and 1450, although they were static thereafter until the end of the 19th century. By the year 1200, all of the Mediterranean basin and most of northern Germany had been deforested and cultivated. Indigenous flora and fauna were replaced by domestic grass and animals on domestic woodlands were lost. With depopulation, this process was reversed. Much of the primal vegetation returned and abandoned fields and pastures were reforested. The Black Death encouraged innovation of labor-saving technologies, leading to higher productivity. There was a shift from grain farming to animal husbandry. Grain farming was very labor-intensive, but animal husbandry need only a shepherd and a few dogs and pasture land. Plague brought an eventual end of serfdom in Western Europe. The manorial system was already in trouble but the Black Death assured its demise throughout much of Western and Central Europe by the 1500s. Labor was in such short supply that lords were forced to give better terms of tenure. This resulted in lower rents in Western Europe. There was also a change in the inheritance law. Before the plague, only sons, and especially the elder son, inherited ancestral property. Post-plague, all the sons, as well as their daughters, started inheriting property. The Black Death had a profound impact on art and literature. After 1350, European culture in general turned very morbid. The general mood was one of pessimism and contemporary art turned dark with representations of death. The widespread images of the dance of death showed death as a skeleton choosing victims at random. Most graphic depictions come from writers such as Boccaccio and Petrarch.
renewed religious fervor and fanaticism came in the wake of the Black Death, and groups were targeted. Women also faced persecution during the Black Death. Women, Muslim women in Cairo became scapegoats when the plague struck. It is written that 1438, the Sultan of Cairo was informed by his religious lawyers that the arrival of the plague was Allah's punishment for the sins of fornication. And in accordance with this theory, the law was set in place stating that women were not allowed to make public appearances as may, they may tempt men into sin. This law was only lifted when the wealthy complained that their female servants could not shop for food. There was significant impact on religion, as many believed the plague was God's punishment for a sinful ways. The church lands and buildings were unaffected, but there were too few priests left to maintain the old schedule of services. Over half the parish priests who gave the final sacraments to the dying themselves died. The church moved to recruit replacements, but the process took time. New colleges were opened at established universities, and the training process sped up. The shortage of priests opened new opportunities for laywomen to assume more extensive and more important service roles in the local parish. Flagellants practice self-flogging or whipping oneself to atone for sins. The movement became popular after the Black Death. It may be that the Flagellants' later involvement in hedonism was an effort to accelerate or absorb God's wrath, to shorten the time in which the others suffered. More likely, the focus of attention and popularity of their cause contributed to a sense that the world itself was ending and that their individual actions were of no consequence. The Black Death hit the monasteries very hard because of their proximity with the sick who sought refuge there. This left a severe shortage of clergy after the epidemic cycle. Eventually, losses were replaced by hastily trained or inexperienced clergy members many of whom knew little of the rigors of the predecessors. Reformers rarely pointed to failures on the part of church in dealing with the catastrophe. The practice of alchemy as medicine previously considered to be normal for most doctors slowly began to wane as citizenry began to raise, realize that it seldom affected the progress of the epidemic and some of the potions and cures used by many alchemists only served to worsen the condition of the sick. Distilled spirit, originally made by alchemists, was commonly applied as a remedy for black death, and as a result, the consumption of spirits in Europe rose dramatically after the plague.
your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.